Hello, y'all. I am here. I am back with a new episode, and I'm really happy about it. Yay. So I am currently working on the next episode from the last episode about space. Um, This is... um, this is, you know, I don't want to say filler episode, but filler episode with like good intentions and like a more positive, <laughs> a more positive intention behind it. But, you know, that episode has been taking kind of long just because like, I say this ep- every episode, but like your girl been going through it, but also I've been just really figuring myself out who I am and like really realizing that there are things about me that I go through that I experience in my own life and the way that I do experience it that I just I can't just heal away you know it's just not possible And so I'm figuring out at this point in my healing journey, number one, also realizing that I am healed. I am already healed. I am whole. I'm not broken. And at each and every like minor convenience, but not even minor convenience, but each and every like thing that happens in my life I don't have to like oh pick up all the pieces because I'm not broken at every minor inconvenience you know like my mind like our minds want to convince us because something I've been learning is that our mind holds so much our mind, our conscious mind, also our subconscious mind, but the mind. It holds programming. You know, it holds, you know, society in that that way of programming. It also holds our ego and just a lot of thoughts that are based on things that are just not authentically us. And so the mind is it can be so tricky too sometimes it can be so tricky it's our own worst enemy and it's our best opponent because it knows exactly what to do to get us to hook us and the way that my mind hooks me is just intense doubt and imposter syndrome every time I go through something where it it tries to convince me that I'm a little girl again and that I have reverted to a little girl again or that I have to revert to a little girl again and, and handle it from that child space and place. And so it also convinces me that I have to fight it and keep myself in this anxious fight or flight not attitude, state, you know? And it convinces me of all the things that I used to do that I have to do them again in order to get out of this loop, you know? And it just be hard. And that's something that 
you know, like is human, but also I'm realizing and having to come to terms with the specific way that I do it that is individual to me is something that I have to deal with. Not forever, but yeah, for now. Because I, and this, you know, this all has to do with the episode, of course, Joe. Um, But this is also like an update. In my time away, and even during the time of the last episode, you know, like I went through an ego death. (laughs) And of course, you know, I'm excited to tell y'all about it, especially since like, I know like y'all want to hear about it. All of this stuff, like, if you're like me, like, it's very cool. Like, spirituality healing, it's cool to learn about and to go through. Going through it, it may not be so cool, but (laughs) the lessons that you get from it and the things that you realize and notice do be cool. But also, I know it's so romanticized. Like, oh, ego death. I want to be, I want to have an ego death. I'm tired of, I'm having an ego which is like, I feel it's a heavy misconception that the ego itself is bad. It's just the way that it's been programmed. And pretty much my ego death was just leaving all of that programming behind. Because I don't believe that we should be which is what like that glamorization of an ego death promotes that we should be just this bleached person you know bleached of all personality and all individuality because that is another side of the spectrum that causes us to be a blob and to fade into nothingness and be enmeshed with society like we know that the programming itself promotes you know so it's coming up out of that belief that healing is and this belief that I had too that healing is supposed to elevate you to this person with no boundaries and 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 no type of judgment no personality but also no discernment that I'm supposed to be for everybody because that was also how I was programmed that I have to be God for my family that I always have to know what the structure needs in order for it to survive, the family structure. You know, that I must know at all times and I must fulfill my role. And when I don't, then I'm invaluable, that I'm wrong, that I'm bad that I'm not doing it right, that I'm not doing life right, that I'm not living life right, you know? And I feel like those are like the different sides of the ego and how it how it just convinces you of its limits and the fact that 
You don't have any space to be anything outside of those limits, outside of the limits of the programming where you don't have space to be an individual, but also then outside of the limits of the ego itself that you have to be this golden person, you know? That like you're always striving to be something rather than falling into yourself and what you already are and how that is good enough. That is the trick of the ego. That is the trick of the ego. And the way that it plays out, like these are the the the, the bare wounds of it. Of feeling inadequate, of feeling wrong, of feeling like we're not good enough, feeling like we're bad. And the way that it manifests, this is how tricky the ego is, y'all. The way that it manifests is through this programming, like the programming itself of how our parents taught us to be, how society teaches us to be. That is a mechanism in itself that's programming but then i wish uh i wish i had a video so i could do like a flow chart with my hands <laughs> so y'all can see but the programming itself it's a it's a it's a way for these core wounds to manifest and this is how the ego is so tricky because then we see it all the time when we go into spirituality and then we adopt just another identity, but that is still held down by our current ego. That is still feeling inadequate. That is still feeling not good enough. And so we constantly strive to be something outside of what we already are. We strive for a role, striving to be right to be perfect, to do things to a T, striving to be calculated and to calculate things. That's why we live so much in the mind and I catch myself like this all the time. And then my ego convinces me that I should fight it. When all I really have to do is just fall back, allow myself to fall back into the structure, the actual authentic structure that I already am, that has already been here, filled with all of the space that I already have. Ooh. So your girl has been fighting for her life, but also realizing in being convinced that I have to fight, but also reminding myself that I don't. That life doesn't have to be a fight anymore. And especially all my earth signs, all my earth moons like me, all my earth dominant people, especially Capricorns, because Saturn, Saturn, Saturn convinces us 
and even my um scorpios too ruled by pluto pluto is another malefic planet that is just prioritizes the fight and the struggle and while yeah there is like the fight and the struggle it does feel good to us i admit that i love that i love like going through things but i also realize that i don't have to and not as hard i don't have to make my love for hard work you know and like doing it myself and that independence you know that natural good independence that we have as humans I don't have to let that drag and drown me down to pessimism and believing that I have to do every little single thing myself. Because the ego wants you to rely on it. It is a self-fulfilling prophecy all the time. It is a self... Is it... It is a self-sustaining mechanism. That's why that's the beauty of programming it and deprogramming it. Because something like a self-fulfilling mechanism, when it's good, it can be great. You know, we can always rely on it to enforce what we program it to be, which is reinforcing the fact that we are lucky, that we are blessed, that we have so much to be grateful for, that we have so much to be joyful for, that we have so much love inside of us and all around us, you know? But that is the beauty of healing and and, and reprogramming and deprogramming. Because the way that the ego was set up, unfortunately, it was set up for something outside of us, for a structure outside of us constantly. And so what we are holding, because we were made to strive to be a good person, TM, you know, capital G, capital P, you know, to be a good child, TM. <laughs> to be good, TM. To be right. To, to, to fulfill that role as perfect as we could. To be a good member of society. To be a good member of our family. To be a good student. To be a good friend to be good in these roles but when are we taught when are you taught when have I been taught how to be good for myself I've only been taught of what I what good should look like mm-hmm. and so this is I'm 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 just I'm no in this ego death I'm noticing all of these tricks of the ego. And sometimes I'm able to lean back and lay back within my authentic self and my authentic energy and frequency and observe it and learn 
and then just transmute the energy. But sometimes when I'm overstimulated, (laughs) when life got me kind of fucked up, I go into that survival mode. I get all hopped up and anxious. You know? And then I'm susceptible to the past. And this is such a great transition of what I want to talk about. Well, or what I also want to talk about. (laughs) Which, um, if you follow me on TikTok, you got first dibs on it. And period, if you follow me on TikTok, I'm at like... 9,900 followers. Oh my gosh, so close to 10K. That's so exciting. Oh my gosh. It's just like looking at myself and like the Nicole Heels brand, you know, like growing in front of my own eyes. It's so like, ah, it's so cool to see. And I really want y'all to know, like, I also, I've celebrated every milestone because I know It's really important to do that. And I want to be, you know, the example so that y'all practice that in your own lives. Like, I love the fact that I'm getting emotional. (laughs) I just really appreciate the fact that I have still this childlike mentality that I've always, even when I was a fucking child, (laughs) that I've always been shunned for because you know it highlighted the shadows of other people of course because you can't even be a child in this society not even children could be fucking children in this society and that is realty but I've always loved the fact that I could that I stayed having this childlike wonder of the world for the fact that and the fact of being so sensitive that I did get to keep it because truly celebrating every milestone that you feel excited about is really important and I really want that for y'all too you know if you're excited that your friend texted you back yay and say it out loud say yay out loud but You know, like just for that to be an example of the little things. What you accomplish in your life is also something to celebrate, no matter how seemingly small. If you feel that it's big, that it's a a really good catalyst for what's to come, a really good example of what's to come, be grateful. Be thankful to the universe for showing you allow for it to be so open you know I have this like image of it uh, like a small a small ball like a snowball the size of that not being so enclosed but being still a ball but having like all of this golden light filled energy that is like that's on the other side of it that's so big 
a lot of the time we feel that. We feel what is behind this seemingly small instance. But like, oh, to other people, to other pe- the other people in our lives too, they may not see it. They may not have been as excited for it, for us about it. And they may have been downright pessimistic. They may have been very down putting on it, on our seemingly, on all of our accomplishments. We may have had people in our lives that could not be happy for us. And it's okay to leave them there and that energy there, but be excited for your damn self still. And so if you've been failing school and you finally get that passing grade, even if it is the lowest grade possible to pass, like the next test or the whole class, get yourself that cupcake and rejoice. Yeah, do it. Because it's something that you did, you worked hard for, and it still deserves. And that, and I picked that for an example because it's a good example of the fact that we are always striving to be good students and good student gets hundreds, gets eighties and up. But you, you, you got that 65 and it could have been the best that you could do. That still deserves congratulations because that is authentic. And what is authentic is so much more important than fulfilling a bum-ass role. Because what are the standards of good student? And, And can it be truly for you if everyone else, thousands of people are striving for it too? It loses its value. But you being authentic will never lose your value. So yes, go and get that treat for all of your accomplishments. And try not to dwell on your past of, oh, I was failing before. And so this 65 doesn't really feel like much because I was failing before. Let go of that. You deserve to celebrate that 65 just as much as you deserve to celebrate something else, another small win that came before or after other small wins. And so if in your life, like in your own life, you had a goal of not smoking for one day and you did it, That's an accomplishment. If in your life you had a goal of making the most delicious breakfast ever and you finally did it, that deserves celebration. If you talked to someone one day and you didn't feel anxious or you talked to someone 
despite your anxiety, despite your social anxiety. Celebrate. Get yourself a bag of chips. Pat yourself on the back. Like, I really want y'all to understand in all of these facets of our lives, we still deserve recognition and celebration. We deserve that attention on us. And we deserve to give it to ourselves. Yay. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) And so in the spirit of letting the past go, you know, of, of celebrating yourself in the now, in the present moment, celebrating you and your own authentic energy and not striving to be someone else. I have a question that I want to dissect. If the best apology, if we all agree the best apology is what? Changed behavior. Why do you still put yourself down because of the things that you did in the past? Whether those things that you did were things you didn't know any better or things you knew better than to do. If the best apology is changed behavior and not just, okay, I'm a change in silence, but, you know, changed behavior in the, in the way of apologizing to the other person, then apologizing to yourself, you know, feeling those natural feelings of remorse and then doing genuine work to change your behavior and understand the whole predicament, you know, the whole situation and not gloss over anything. If you're, if you've done that or you're working to do that through the process of doing that, Why do you still hold yourself to the past? Why are you still in the past holding on to standards? And this is something that I do. Because you already know. Everything I talk about, I go through. And I've started to call it like preemptive thinking. Like hindsight hindsight acting a hindsight identity where you can never make mistakes and a lot of us have had this childhood where pretty much and I know of course where it comes from our parents just not letting us make mistakes and each and every mistake it was they were always linked and so our parents ooh Our parents experienced us based on our mistakes and then defined us in that way. But they didn't experience who we actually were. They didn't get to experience, they didn't allow themselves to experience our authentic energy, our presence, and our present self. We were mainly defined of the past, but also of our tendencies to make certain mistakes 
they made it a negative pattern rather than looking at it in a non-pessimistic way. And so rather than just looking at it as a pattern, oh, this is a pattern my child has, has, they are forgetful to do certain things. How can I approach them now in a, in a present way that still looks at them as a person, as a redeeming person, as a human that is just forgetful, <laughs> that just has this tendency rather than making them and their whole identity the mistake. And now because we feel like our authentic energy is a mistake, because we are taught this, by our parents' reactions to our mistakes because now we feel like us genuinely, we genuinely, us genuinely, we generally, genuinely are a mistake. Now we have to strive and have to be preemptive. And now changed behavior doesn't matter because we should have known better. That is, it's just so cutting. It's so cutting to who we are. It's not fair. It's so cutting to our authentic energy, to our authentic expression. Hmm. Because this is something I've also learned coming out of the ego and out of my mind and coming back into my body, our body has so many answers. And we have to give it and allow ourselves space to be in our body and for our body space for our bodies to tell us things. And so my body tells me a lot. And it shows me certain things with feelings in my body, but then it shows me pictures. And so when I think of preemptive, that that you should have known better attitude with every mistake, I know I felt and saw a slice of energy to my sacral chakra, which is our expression. Our human expression, but also our individual expression. And this is a lesson on how your body can show you things. But also, it's going to be specific to you. Me, I rely on energy. I understand energy very, very well. I've always been able to see energy and perceive it. And so naturally, chakras, you know, the body's energy centers, learning about that, it's it comes so naturally to me. And so that is how my body shows me. Even though we do have these energy centers within us, we all have it. You know, that type of framework may not be for everyone. And I really want to well um, reassure y'all that if y'all don't see things this way or what I am saying in that aspect, it just doesn't resonate with you. Of course, go find what resonates. <laughs> you know, we are all individuals. But if it does resonate, that part of our body 
which is our lower stomach below our belly button and right above our pelvis. That is our expression. And so in your daily life, look for times when you clench that area. You know, because the area above it, that's our um, solar plexus and that's where we get our power. And so we may clench our stomach in general when we are expressing our power, but it's up to you to find the discernment to see when we are clenching out of fear and clenching out of a sense of power and expression, you know? And so I notice with that preemptive, whenever I'm in that preemptive thought process of and getting down on myself, I notice that I clench my specifically my expression out of fear. And I feel like a lot of us have learned to do this. Just hold back our expression because we feel that it's wrong because we're so used to when we are in our authentic energy and we're not striving, we're so used to getting things so wrong. And so the ego picks that up and convinces us that we must always strive. And in striving, we are convinced and made to exit out of our authentic energy and be on high alert. You know, and so when we're in this anxious energy, our ego is convinced, like we're so preoccupied with striving and trying to be right that we don't notice and realize that we are still making mistakes, even within this preemptive, (laughs) within this like preemptive thinking and thought process that we're trying to be in we get convinced that oh because we're striving to be right everything is perfect you know we're tricked if we just strive all the time then we won't be so caught off guard you know it's it's like it's it's and i see it so well it's so different Because when we were children, we were in our authentic energy and we were just settled. We just were, we could just be. It's really shocking and off-putting to be in your authentic energy, not knowing anything else. And then to be berated and, and, and have just someone come down on you so much for making a mistake that you didn't even know you were making to be met with such aggression. And for a lot of us, violence, physical violence that shocks us out of, out of ourselves. And when we're shocked outside of ourselves, We're made to be in anxiety. And then we feel that the anxiety is safe. The preemptive thinking is safer than being caught off guard. You know, it's like with animals that rarely or only 
lay on their backs when they're comfortable with you. When they don't have to be um, on guard. It's survival. And that is just to show how we've been made to be in survival. Because it's so much more and we will we will down ourselves way less when oh yeah we made a mistake but we were on guard we were still trying and striving at least we weren't making a mistake and lazy out of laziness like like how our parents like gave us those characteristics you know oh it's not like we were just um weak or lazy we were striving and we were strong and we were uh 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 so yeah we made a mistake you know like it's it's like a a soft landing the anxiety the preemptive thinking feels like this soft landing you know but we got to see how it's been causing us to be mean to ourselves and to just be unrealistic with ourselves and and allow not disallowing ourselves our humanity and so if apology if the best apology is changed behavior why do you still put yourself down for things in the past why do you hold yourself in the past under the guise of being accountable ooh because that's something that is something that is so rampant and we see it all the time with social media and it's very much so of course reinforced with cancel culture digging up old tweets (laughs) you know that itself is like a great manifestation of uh, how we personally treat ourselves, you know? Because accountability, it does look a certain way, but it also looks not a certain way. And so it doesn't look like you holding yourself to mistakes when you were 10 years old and still learning life, still learning how to be a person dealing with big humongous feelings that you didn't know how to conceptualize and you didn't get help in conceptualizing and that you were demonized for and taught to pray it away taught that all negativity we must be saved from and bleached from so that we can be good tm And that all things that were outside of good were negative. And so people who operate like that need you to constantly fall on your sword under the guise of accountability. And they taught us that. Oh yeah, you you did this. That that's why we're not able to really c- fully celebrate ourselves. Oh yeah, you got that 65. You passed. But those other tests, you got a 30, you got a 45, and you got a 55. 
you're still linked to that. You can never, ever unlink yourself from that. You can never live those things down. So you cannot celebrate the 65. You cannot celebrate passing. You cannot celebrate this changed behavior. You cannot celebrate this trying, this authentic trying because it is not striving and killing yourself to be good. This is causing us to bypass our true selves and our true growth to live and be for someone else and what they deem as good. Because what is good? And when you come out of that sense of ego, you realize you define that and it relies on you. But that's the thing. We are convinced that we have to be scared if we don't have this structure of good. And so we're scared that we're going to be slackers. We're scared that, oh, if I just don't give myself any structure, I'll just say what feels good to me is lying on the couch all day and not getting anything done. And you see within that how the programming has made us distrust ourselves to where we need structure from the outside and we can't, it, it's like this either or. This black or white, this or that. Either ultimate control under the guise of structure, which is a trick and zero trust in ourselves or the whole other side of the spectrum, all trust in ourselves and zero like learning from the outside. But that is the beauty of discernment. We were robbed of our ability and willingness to discern. Because to discern is to still have trust in yourself and have a baseline of trust in yourself and seeing what feels good. And then discerning the outside and not letting it control you and not following it blindly to to the outside that is respect and now you see why for a lot of our parents discernment and even trust in ourselves is disrespect and so We have to now look at what is accountability and is it held by everyone outside of ourselves or is it based on our genuine efforts to change and abide by that initial verbal apology because if you did something that was literally really bad that was the worst thing in the world and either you didn't know or like you didn't know entirely or you didn't know the magnitude of how bad it was and someone put you not in your place (laughs) 
well, yeah, someone put you in your place, but also put you in your place, meaning they told you the ultimate truth of how that affected them. If you are there willing to listen, if you are there willing to hear how it affected them, if you are there listening, making that efforts to hear, realizing that you don't have all the answers and you did something that bad, quote unquote, you know, well, not quote unquote bad. You did something that to hurt, deeply hurt someone else. And you are making these efforts to hear the person, to hear their emotions, let them have their emotions, not trying to downplay your what you did at all. Doing genuine efforts to rectify the situation. Do a verbal apology. Doing inner work within yourself to recognize why you did that. Realize why you did that. And even if you did try to argue at first, recognizing why you were so defensive, you know, to this person telling you. And you're making all these great right efforts of changing behavior. And to the point where it's genuine and you're not just trying to gloss over. And genuine looks like being remorseful. Having that guilt and working through it. Having that shame and working through it. Dealing with those natural emotions that are from shame. That come up. The cringe. The embarrassment. Dealing with all of that and not putting it on the other person. You know? If you're going through the process of all of that. It is not your job to fall on your sword constantly for the other person. And we shouldn't have had to do that as children. We don't deserve to be held to our past behavior in that way. And then also... This is why it needs to come from you and not for someone else. Because they could accept your apology but still choose to leave your life. Do you still deserve to be held to those mistakes now? Do you need closure from them? Does you moving on rely on them forgiving you but that forgiveness looking a certain way because what if they never forgive you think about couples and you know those reality um the reality tv of like you know when couples go to like therapy or if you have been or are well you have been to couples therapy What is the one thing that they say to someone who has done someone else wrong? To someone who has cheated? Yeah. To someone who has betrayed in whatever way? If you're both there, you know, trying to work it out. What does the the therapist, the mediator say? If you're gonna forgive, you have to forgive. And that journey 
looks different for everyone or for every situation. But it's like, if someone has cheated in the past, if someone has done you wrong in the past and they genuinely change their behavior, they're doing it all. Now it's up to the other person. It is their responsibility to recognize that and move on from the past. Because someone who still holds you to the past so that you always live in shame and fall on your sword has an agenda that maybe they don't even know. But if you, someone requires you to always be in shame with them, that is a method of control. And I know this is highlighting a lot of stuff for you too. In the way that we attempt to control others. To have them fall on their sword and feel constantly bad for doing us wrong. And honestly, and of course, let me let y'all know this is a journey. It's not for you to, it's not for you to preemptively know. Please don't do that. But it's also not for you to adopt tomorrow and be, oh, I'm healed. If I'm a good person, then I'll take this in and I'll change overnight. No, this is a human experience. This is the human experience. And thankfully, this is a blessing as much as we feel like it's such a curse, as much as our ego convinces us it's a curse. The universe shows us mirrors of ourselves through everything. And this is not something to be hypervigilant over. It's something to use as a tool and to get answers about. And so, if someone is constantly trying to hold you to what you've done, even if you have changed your behavior. And I'm not talking about, like I said, changing in silence. And like just those little cop-outs that that people do where they ghost you and then they change their behavior and then they're just like, oh, well, that's not my responsibility anymore. (laughs) That's not right. But also on that other side... If they felt the shame and the remorse, it's up to them to move on. And then that's where self-responsibility comes in. Because yeah, holding two truths, what they did was wrong. What they did in this instance of someone ghosting you, doing something wrong, ghosting you, and then changing in their own, you know, life and then choosing to move on. That was a sneaky way to do that. That was a slinky way to do that. But they also deserve to move on. And now you deserve to move on too. Now, how are you going to to collect yourself from that past? I just think that's so beautiful that we get to do. We don't have to do it alone. And we don't have to do it in shame. You know, we don't have to do it in these very hard ways. 
that we're so used to falling back on. But how are you going to take responsibility for yourself and these feelings that you feel in the present? You know, how are you going to care for yourself now? How are you going to move on? In both, both instances where you were the person that made the mistake and didn't know or knew, but then also when you were the person that has been wronged by another person's mistake, where they genuinely didn't know better, but also did know better and still chose to act that way. Are you going to hold their behavior against you and make it mean something about you? And keep yourself in the past? Or are you going to recognize, hey, that was their behavior. That was fucked up. But that's due to them. And whatever they have going on, I'm not going to internalize that. I'm not going to make that about me. Are you going to give them back their energy finally? And deal with your own? And what their behavior sprouted within you? Because that is the beauty of the healing journey. We release that internalization of other people's behavior, of our parents' behavior. We release those tendencies to enmesh with others and make their behavior mean something about us. And so... Because, like, the reason why our parents did this, holding us to our past, could have been because they held, they were held to their past by people in their family, too. And that's all that they know, being pessimistic in that way. And then, because they feel safe there, They feel safe in that preemptive anxiety. They want to keep you safe too. And so they place that energy, their energy onto you and make it about them in that way. Ooh. Mmm. Mmm. They did it to you because they were held to their mistakes and they have this strive for perfection that they feel they need to do. And they feel like that's the safest measure. So they hold you to that. And I'm here to tell you that you don't have to be there and you not wanting to be there doesn't make you bad. You being a person outside of them does not make you bad. You being an individual person does not make you bad. You recognizing that you don't have to stay in a small space removed from the present, made small with shame. You don't have to stay there for them so that they I don't know can fulfill whatever the fuck agenda that they have that you have this space to grow 
that you have the space to grow, that you don't have to stay anywhere for anybody, but also other people don't have to stay in heavily shameful and remorseful places for you. Ugh. And I know, like, trust me, I hate those moments. <laughs> but on all accounts, they are so freeing because if you hold that person there, you also help hold yourself there. It's connected in that way. And so in order to let the past go, you got to let these people go. And it's not your fault that your parents could not let that image of you go from their perspective of you making mistakes. That is not fair. And it's okay to say that you cannot stay with them in that. You're not unloving. You're not bad. You need your space. And you deserve to be allowed to change and grow and not stay there with them. You don't deserve to be the cork, the small little cork in someone else's boat that our parents convinced us that we needed to be. And I'm so happy uh, to get into the next episode because I talk all about that, all about space and our family roles and just why we're convinced that we don't have space and then we don't deserve the space to be ourselves because we are born into a structure that fulfills someone else's fantasies. Oh. (laughs) And so saying this, having this episode as an example, You deserve to grow out of being something for someone else, to grow out of striving, to grow out of any role that anyone has set on you that has been reinforced upon you as you've grown. You deserve to grow past your current ego. You deserve, you deserve, you deserve, you deserve. Uh, and I want y'all and I want y'all to seriously actually do this whether it be after you listen finish listen to, listening to this episode or after um, you're done you know doing whatever it is you're doing that day look at yourself in the mirror put your hand on your heart and say I deserve and just let it be that just let it be that And now I want to give some shout outs to y'all, to all of us, to me too. Shout out to us for changed behavior. Shout out to us for learning. Shout out to us for recognizing the ways that we were acting out of authenticity, like out of our, outside of it. And changing our behavior to be more authentic. Shout out to us for feeling remorseful and guilty and shameful for hurting someone. And then transmuting those energies, those emotions 
into joyful, changed behaviors. Whether other people chose to stay with us or not. Shout out to us. Shout out to us for our own development. However long it takes and however it looks. Shout out to us. Shout out to us. Shout out to us. Have gratitude. And remember to stay in that gratitude. Because uh, I'm going to get into this in another episode. But all of our emotions hold a vibration. Our emotions are energy in motion. And so if we ever feel just joy, we deserve to just bask in that. Whenever we feel in gratitude and and happiness and in, what's the opposite of remorse? And, And just that celebration of us doing something good. We deserve to stay in that as much as we fucking stay in that goddamn shame. We deserve those emotions too. We deserve to become familiar with them and let them raise our vibration back to recognizing and realizing that we are human and we are not our shame and we are not our mistakes. So shout out to you for all that you do, even the mistakes that you make because they are human. Shout out to you for being human and all that you do to be a better human authentically. Uh, Love y'all. I really hope that y'all take that in and that y'all are just doing good on y'all journeys wherever you are. I really want you to take one minute and just feel good about yourself and how far you have come because none of this none of this is for play play none of this has been done in vain you deserve the recognition because you are important too so shout out to you yay okay bye y'all get out my room Love y'all. See y'all and y'all will hear me in the next one. Bye. Mwah.